0: Road Trip PA podcast with me, Brett Thomas, is all about exploring unique places of interest throughout Pennsylvania. So check the oil, fill up the gas tank, pick up some snacks, and let's hit the road. Our first episode explores the Austin Dam remains in Potter County. We'll take a look at the history of the dam, including its construction and ultimate failure, along with tips to make this destination a great road trip for you. Let's get started. I'm sure folks were anxious for new jobs in the small rural town of Austin, PA in the early 1900s when George Bayless decided to build his pulp and paper company there. One of the main industries in this Potter County town was lumber, which was beginning to decline, so many were excited and welcomed the opportunity to work and provide for their families. The future was finally looking up for Austin. In those days, water was the primary source of power for industry, so the Bayless pulp and paper mill needed to harness power from the nearby Freeman Run that flowed through Austin. In his first attempt, George Bayless built an earthen dam, which proved to be inadequate. There just wasn't enough volume of water to fully operate the mill downstream. So it was decided to build a much larger dam. In fact, Bayless decided he would construct the largest concrete dam in Pennsylvania at that time. The massive structure would span a 534-foot gap between the ridges and stand 50 feet tall. It would take some 15,780 yards of concrete to construct the Bayless Dam. That's roughly enough concrete to cover an entire football field at a depth of 7.5 feet. Even with today's modern machinery and technology, it would be a huge undertaking. The dam was designed to hold about 250 million gallons of water. That's enough water to fill about 25,000 of those above-ground pools like you or your neighbor might have in your backyard. It's a lot of water and a tremendous amount of water pressure. The budget for this project? $85,000, a staggering amount of money in 1909. So when George Bayliss noticed expenses were projected to surpass that mark, he began pushing engineers to cut costs. Plants would have to be modified to stay within budget. One of the biggest cuts would be the dam wall itself. Originally engineered to be 30 feet thick, that dimension was reduced by one-third to a meager 20 feet. Engineers completely omitted a cutoff wall that was to be poured along the dam wall base, extending beneath the ground surface. This cutoff wall would prevent water from eroding under the dam and lifting the massive structure. Nonetheless, it was cut. Costs were also reduced by using a minimal number of iron rods in the concrete that secured the wall to the rock foundation. Construction of the Bayless Dam was completed on December 1st, 1909 and was just $1,000 over budget, coming in at $86,000. In today's money, that's approximately $2.3 million. It was an incredible feat to accomplish in just seven short months, but was only possible by taking one shortcut after another. To George Bayless, time was money. There were little to no building codes or regulations at that time, so to make the boss happy, they built it fast and they built it cheap. But with all those shortcuts, the Bayless Dam was destined to fail, placing the lives of many who lived and worked downstream in jeopardy. Just a short time later, in January of 1910, about two and a half months after its completion, mild temperatures and rain quickly melted snow in the upstream watershed, raising the water level in the Bayless Dam significantly, and water began to seep under the wall. Remember, they omitted the cutoff wall that would have prevented this problem. Another of the first structural issues noticed with the dam, vertical cracks, most likely caused by the lack of curing time and the freezing weather when some of the concrete was poured. A three-foot draw-off pipe had been installed to drain down excess water. However, it was capped off on the upper side of the dam, making it completely inaccessible due to the high water. This draw-off pipe should have been fitted with a valve to reduce the water level and alleviate the pressure on the dam, but it was much, much cheaper just to cap it off. It was decided that crews would use dynamite to blow a hole in the top of the dam to relieve the intense water pressure. This just sounds like a bad idea to me. However, they managed to pull it off and were able to drain the dam down to a safer capacity. After the water was drawn down, it was discovered the base of this massive dam, the concrete, had actually shifted 18 inches at the base and about 2 feet at the top. Again, this could have been prevented by pouring a thicker wall and using the correct number of iron rods that secured the wall to the rock foundation. I can't imagine how this structure was even standing at this point. Engineers once again recommended that a valve be installed in the draw-off pipe to control the water level in the event of another flood or snow melt, but Bayless would not open his wallet and this never happened. It was also recommended the dam wall be reinforced with additional concrete or rock. This apparently fell on deaf ears as well. The hole left by the dynamite blast was patched up and the Bayless Dam continued to power the pulp and paper mill without any modifications. A major catastrophe had been avoided, barely. Now we fast forward about 19 months to September of 1911. Between the 15th and the 17th of that month, heavy rains fell in the area and the dam filled nearly to the spillway. That was the fullest it had been since suffering structural damage way back in 1910. Then about two weeks later, September 30th, 1911, began just like any other early fall day in Austin. Folks going about their normal daily routines, kids in schools, shopping in local stores, and workers performing their job at the pulp and paper mill. It was a normal day, until the alarm sounded at 2.15 in the afternoon, when according to eyewitnesses, the Bayless Dam split suddenly, suffering a complete and total failure. The massive wall of water generated by this failure, along with an enormous amount of debris, destroyed everything in its path in the town of Austin, as well as Costello, another town further downstream. And it caused about 3 to $6 million in damage. That's about $150 million in today's money. And sadly, it claimed a confirmed 78 lives. The death toll, however, was most likely much higher, since many folks living in the area were undocumented immigrant workers. It was rumored at that time that hundreds and hundreds of people perished. Unfortunately, many folks just ignored the alarm they heard on that September day. See, it was tested frequently, and they became accustomed to hearing it. The sound of the alarm really wasn't that alarming. I just can't imagine the panic and horror those folks must have experienced when that wall of water rushed through and submerged streets, homes, and businesses downstream. I would imagine they immediately thought of their loved ones. Their lives were forever changed in an instant on September 30th, 1911, a day that would never be forgotten in Austin. My wife and I visited what is called the Austin Dam Memorial Park in the summer of 2019. We'd been planning a weekend getaway to Cherry Springs State Park to see the incredible nighttime skies there. I'll feature that in a future episode of Road Trip PA. So we thought we'd stop by the park since it was on our way. Austin Dam Memorial Park was an awesome place to explore with hiking paths that meander around the massive remains of dam wall sections. The construction shortcuts I talked about are still evident today. The lack of protruding iron rods that should have anchored the wall to the rock foundation, even the minimal thickness of the wall itself. I'm no engineer, but looking at the dam wall remains, the gap it spanned, and imagining the vast volume of water it was to hold back, how did they ever expect it to do anything more than fail? The experience was actually rather surreal even a bit overwhelming, standing among the ruins, staring upward towards the crest of the walls, thinking of the incredible amount of water, some 250 million gallons, that at one time simply exploded from the very point at which I was standing, and rushing downstream, taking with it businesses, jobs, homes, churches, schools, and innocent lives. The Austin Dam Memorial Park offers a great lesson in Pennsylvania history and would be a great road trip for you and your family and offers picnicking areas, hiking and fishing, along with primitive camping. The park also features a gift shop with books and other publications, artwork, DVDs, and of course T-shirts and hoodies. You have to have a shirt to commemorate your visit. And be sure to check out the dam rules posted on the pavilion near the gift shop. They instruct you to read the dam rules before entering the dam park, spelled D-A-M. There's lots of information about the Austin Dam Memorial Park online on their website, austindam.net. While you're in the area, be sure to head downstream to see the Bayless pulp and paper mill remains, grab a bite to eat at a local restaurant, and support a local business. Austin, PA, is located along Route 872 in Potter County, just south of Countersport. According to my GPS, it's 104 miles, or 2 hours and 18 minutes, from our studios here in Burnham. I don't ever want to hear you say there's nothing to do this weekend. Take a road trip and explore Pennsylvania. You have been listening to Road Trip PA Podcast with me, Brett Thomas, Episode 1. Until next time, I'll see you on the road.